Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You know I've been talking about earned media value for quite some time on this podcast. My friends at Eisenberg have just raised the bar on earned media benchmarks with their social index. Social Index now gives you globally earned media values across a growing list of six geographies for all your KPIs across the top seven social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. You can now visualize these values for deeper analysis, and they have a look-back window over two years of historical comparisons. Social Index is updated daily. Don't get stuck with old data. Over 1,000 companies have used the Social Index to understand the ROI of their social campaigns. And if you work with a social agency, you should demand they incorporate earned media values into your reports. Get your earned media value for social content. Visit earnedmediavalues.com slash Allen. Again, that's earnedmediavalues.com slash A-L-A-N. For all of us, it's about predicting where the consumer is going and getting half of it right. One of the things we want to do is create ads that don't suck. Embracing change creates great possibility. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. So I first have to make an apology for my voice. Uh, I was in the cold air in Little Horse today, but I make the best of this interview. We've got a great guest. Today on the show, we got Lisa Stockman. She's the chief marketing officer of Banfield Pet Hospital. And on the show, we talk about her career, her trajectory, her passion project, which is called My Atta Girl or Mag as well. And we talk about some really interesting campaigns that they have around Be Here and a video series called Banfield After Party. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Lisa Stockman. Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. I would love to start off. I know you've got not only your day job, but you're the founder of My Atta Girl. And I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Like, what's that about? Ah, thank you for asking. It's called MAG, My Atta Girl. It's a digital platform for women as primary breadwinners. Unfortunately, it's not as active as I would like it to be right now because I've been working full time. But it was definitely a passion project of mine. Always had an interest in women and helping women and better understand sort of whether their career opportunities, they can be successful and tuning into the concerns of the working woman and the primary breadwinner. 
it's something that I named after my grandmother, Maggie, Maggie Bernal, and it's my Girl. So it's my passion project that I will continue, and I certainly wish I could devote more time to it. But I'm really proud of what we've done to date. That's awesome. I mean, I am the product of strong working women myself. My mom was the primary breadwinner in my house, too. It's a different energy, too, you know? It definitely is. And my grandmother, she, I guess this was in the 60s, she actually ended up getting divorced and raising my mom and her brother as a single mom back in the day when that was, I think, very uncommon. It's something that's near and dear to my heart as well. It's a great community that's growing, not only through divorce, or a lot of women are choosing to have single lifestyles, which is great. There's a community there. So at some point, I'm going to lock back into it, but I'm really proud of what's been done to date. Let's talk about your day job. What is your path to becoming the chief marketing officer at Banfield Pet Hospital? My path is so funny. People are always like, what made you do this? I've always been led by my curiosity. I love brands. I'm from the Midwest. I'm a cheesehead from Wisconsin. Went to school on the East Coast. Went to graduate school at Wharton. And that certainly helped me sort of determine what I want to do. Always loved marketing, working with and through people and problem solving and trying to find a way to sort of understanding people's behavior and how to monetize it. So most of my career was spent at Time Warner, different divisions of Time Warner, HBO, the Cinemax, Timing Content Solutions, Time Warner Cable, a great sort of grounding and learning. I have an adult son who says my mom worked at Time Warner when there was a Time Warner, but I learned a lot about that. <laughs> learned about marketing there. And from there, left Time Warner, went into the healthcare space. It just happened that I was in a long commute on the East Coast and I was approached by Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. They're looking for someone to sort of head up their marketing and their brand. So that sort of led my foray into healthcare. I worked at Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, which I had not planned to work in a purpose-driven brand, but my life went that way. And from there, someone on the board at Leukemia and Lymphoma said, hey, you should look at City of Hope, which was in Los Angeles at the time. I was in New York. So I went to City of Hope for about four years, three years, three and a half years. I was chief marketing officer there. And while I was there, I met someone who had worked at Mars, was part of the Mars family, and said, you know, what do you think about working in the pet care space? And I was like, I'm not sure that's my calling, but I was lucky enough to be at Banzo Pet Hospital, a division of Mars Vet Health, and fell in love with the dogs. So I can't say when people ask me about my career, how did I get there? It was really sort of following my curiosity, following opportunity. I'm a big person that believes like, well, why not? When I worked at City of Hope, gave me a chance to spend four years in L.A., um, coming back to the East Coast for a little bit, and then um, going to Vancouver, Washington, which I never expected. But what a great opportunity to work with great people and introduce me to a really exciting category. I like your notion of following your curiosity. I think a lot of people, I don't know if you feel this way, but a lot of people I talk to and I do this quite a bit, <laughs> we start out with this notion that there's like this preordained path. Like I get this job and then I'm going to go get that job and then I'm going to get this job. But it never really happens that way, I don't think. I agree with you. I tell my, I have two adult children, you don't know what you don't know. Sometimes what you don't know is amazing. So you have to be open to the possibilities, right? And see where your curiosity leads you. And life happens. I see so many people like, and then I'm going to do this. And it's like, that sounds good. <laughs> I'm a little familiar with Banfield Pet Hospital. I've seen them in PetSmart locations when I was in North Carolina. Now I'm in Northern Virginia. And I see my first standalone one, not too far from my house. And it actually helped. We moved and my dog had a chip and he was a rescued pet. We knew it probably wasn't set up right. I don't know how we knew that. Something was just a little off. And so we went in and they actually helped us get it re-registered properly. That was great. And otherwise they thought he was a cat from somewhere in the Midwest. And I was like, he is a bully dog breed mutt and he is nowhere in the Midwest. So thankfully they got to help us fix that. But tell me a little bit more about Banfield because I, I wasn't a whole lot familiar with the organization until then. 
Well, actually, the Banfield Pet Hospital is the nation's largest provider of preventative veterinary medicine. We have more than a thousand hospitals. We do specialize in that preventative care. We are in your neighborhood, so I'm glad to hear that you went and accessed one of our hospitals. We specialize in things like vaccinations for rabies, dental cleaning, spays, neuters, and checkups. Look, our goal is to keep your dog healthy. We offer wellness plans, which are customizable packages that you can pay for at a monthly price. We do have standalone stores, but we're often in PetSmart, and we try to be where our customers are. As Chief Marketing Officer of Banfield, I love the fact that we are in your neighborhood and that we're very customer-driven. And for most of the folks, I'm glad they were able to help you with your chip. Banfield's vets are passionate. Any vet is really passionate. It's so interesting to see what motivates the veterinarian practice. There's a lot of heart there. Of course, there's a lot of knowledge. But they love pets and they do what they do as a calling. And it's just great to be part of that community. We had great service where we went and we're having trouble getting it fixed otherwise. So like, it was really a great thing that they helped us figure it out for the first and the final time we needed to try to figure it out. We're there to help. They're really good people in the hospitals. They care. And that's why people so often come back to us and have a part of our wellness community. Because we are in your neighborhood and most of our vets, they, we know our clients. So it's a great relationship. I'm glad they were able to help you. When we last spoke, you mentioned your Be Here marketing strategy. Tell me a little bit about that. Where did it come from? It's Banfield Here, Be Here. It came from sort of not the idea, but the research that we found that so many of our customers really depend on us. And we want to be there for them, not only there for the pets, but for the associates, the veterinary community and all the folks who work in that hospital are really passionate, enthused about helping pets. We're here for the pets. The associates are here for you. And we're also here for the folks who own the pets, the consumers. Banfield's work is passion, deeply rooted in the love of our pets and the people that care for them. Be Here comes from that. It's about the connections we have with our pet owners and encouraging them to think of Banfield first when they have any pet needs. And so that's where our hashtag Be Here campaign comes from, that commitment to consumers. I like it. And it is the full circle, the community, if you will, the, the pet caretaker, the, the pet itself and the people taking care of the pet when you need it. It's been a wonderful rallying cry for our associates. We have like 19,000 people who are part of Banfield and we're just excited that Banfield is here for them. And in every way that you can think about that an associate would need support. So it's been such a wonderful rallying cry, both inside the organization and out. We've been in this two-year pandemic. I don't think it'll ever go away entirely, but we'll see. And there seems to be this huge pet boom during the pandemic. How did that impact what you guys were doing? It's been an amazing two years and from a pet perspective. One of the things that we've been able to do is really leverage that human-animal bond. Over 23 million households got a new pet during the pandemic. I was one of them. I have Pia, who's my pandemic pet, whom I love, and we all love. What's interesting about that, the growing pet population is largely Gen Z and millennial owners, with 80% of Gen Zers currently owning a pet. So as the pandemic began to continue, as I say expand, I guess continue is a better word. There's a real need for Banfield to be there to support all these amazing pets that are now part of the household. I've been part of the marketing industry for over 20 years. And what's been interesting is that, of course, I understand the need to be relevant, but our customer base keeps changing. In the last 20 years during that pandemic boom, there were lots of new opportunities to engage with our clients and make sure that we're relevant and make sure that we're there to help them. That's a huge change. 23 million homes with new pets and 80% of Gen Z having pets themselves now. I mean, that's an accelerator of the demographic change. Oh, absolutely. And then to be home for two years with that pet, you know, it's a lot. But that behavior, it was a great time for us to bond with consumers. And also we had a good understanding of what they were facing with their new pet. 
As a part of that, we launched Banafield After Party Series, and I was able to watch some of the videos. I mean, one, I was blown away by the production quality. It felt like I was watching TV. Well, that's great. That was part of it. We worked with an amazing agency, Quantasy, out of Los Angeles that really helped produce and gave us direction for that. We wanted to feel like you were at a talk show host, right? Yeah. Well, it, it worked. Tell me a little bit more about it for listeners' sake, and how did it come about? Where was the idea come from? Knowing that people were spending more time on social media, more time than ever before, we opted to reach the growing demographic of pet owners by increasing our digital presence, making sure that we have the right level of content. Who hasn't sat and watched videos and YouTube about pets, right? <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> you may not want to admit it, but yeah, everyone's done it. So we opted to reach the growing demographics of the pet owners through our digital presence and reevaluated our strategies to provide better customer experiences focused on authentic engagement. And that means using all your social media channels, taking advantage of all the Gen Z and millennials that were tuning in to pet content. How do we leverage that? We looked at where it came about was we needed to reach that audience. Finding new ways to tap into and demonstrate that human-animal bond was really important. We needed a seamless experience that talks about pets. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. And how do you surprise and delight folks? Anyone who has a pet knows that there's just a lot of love that comes through that relationship. So how do, how do we leverage that? And bringing the Banfield brand to the emerging Group Z, Gen Z pet owners, as you mentioned, there's over 23 million new households. We want to keep these folks. Pets live a long time. We want to be part of that love and not part of that longevity. We want to demonstrate that as a nation's leading provider of preventative veterinary care, we understand what you're going through. The series came about from just how do we keep relating to those audiences? I love brands that are creating content and original, like entertaining content, frankly, because otherwise it just feels like an ad, right? But this is nothing like an ad. Obviously, Banfield is a part of it and a part of the videos series themselves, but it was it's just much more entertaining and fun to watch. Well, I hope so. I mean, we've definitely found that it was successful in that since the launch of After Party, Banfield has seen about a 400% increase in growth in all of our social followers. The series drove over 50 million impressions among Gen Z and millennials. The YouTube campaign was especially successful with a 5% growth in new viewer volume over year over year. And what we found was that audience demonstrated a huge capacity to engage with us. It was authentic engagement and awareness. Which brand doesn't want that? What was amazing is on Instagram, we saw almost a 400% growth in account reach and 104% increase in content interactions. So we had lots of big numbers that told us that this community, the Gen Z, was very interested in relating to us. 
through the After Party series. You mentioned Instagram and YouTube. As I was watching, I couldn't help but ask myself, like, do you have aspirations to have your own show at some point, like on a streaming service of some sort? I don't know if we have that. You know, what we do love is the content is the pets just open up all the content possibilities, right? Think how many brands successfully use pets and pets ownership to sort of show the trust that they have with their consumer base. We have automatic loyalty as a veterinarian practice. Like, how do we use that to our advantage? So I don't know if we want to have our own show, but we do want everyone to be aware that we understand not only the care of your pet, but the love of your pet. And we want to optimize it. And you got to be where consumers are. Those are all through those social channels. The work is fun. You asked me how I started my career and my friends joke, Lisa's career has gone to the dogs. And I'm like, happily. Influencers, for those that haven't watched this series, you should go out and watch the series, those that are listening to this. But influencers play a big role, like the pet influencers too. How do you think about the use of influencers in your marketing effort? I think it has to be a targeted use of them and a strategic use. Influencers were key to driving efficient targeting of Gen Z. We did extensive research and put together lots of thoughts from our, our different um different agencies in terms of how to select the best influencers who have strong Gen Z and millennial followings so that we could really drive authentic engagement. So purposefully, I mean, at the end of the day, we want more people to be aware of the value of Banfield and services we provide and that how we are the best folks, the best veterinarian practice to care for your pet. Hashtag be here. So I think when we think about how to use these influencers, I think does start with strategy. It does start about positive engagements from influencer followers. And I think you have to do your research. We had some really positive responses with many viewers leaving positive comments about their banquet experiences, their interest in checking out the brand, looking for partnership opportunities with us. I think it's just with so much of any marketing tactic, it starts with a strategy, but it's knowing your audience and being able to drive that authentic engagement that really makes a difference. I like your point about it starts with a well thought out strategy and then you pick how to drive that authentic engagement and maybe influencers fit in and maybe they don't. It just depends on what you're trying to achieve. That makes perfect sense. One thing we have learned from these audiences is that they're going to make their commentaries either way, right? Like this is a segment that Gen Z, they got something to say. If we can help shape it and give them the true advantages of why Banfield is a wonderful place to care for your pet. We can help sway the discussion in a way that makes sense. Nice. Well, one of the things we love to do on the show is actually get to know you even a little bit better. And I'd love to ask you my favorite question I ask everyone. It's the little bit of a shrink question, the couch question coming out. But has there been an experience of your past that defines or makes up who you are today? My children, I have a 24 and 26-year-old, 20, almost 27. They constantly define my curiosity. They help me understand how the world has changed and continues to change. They taught me about open-mindedness, patience, and ability to influence with authority and without authority. I love the youth and how they taken all these digital properties and just made them maximize them and monetize them. So I don't just one person behind me, but I, I definitely feel the influence of the younger generation. And that excites me. I have a 14-year-old daughter. She's a great kid in general, but man, the mood swings lately. I can't wait till she's 24, 26. You got a while, my friend. I know, I know, but she is a good kid. They definitely stretch you in ways you never thought you could be stretched before. And they teach you, right? I mean, when I think things that to stay open-minded and I'm constantly learning, which I love. Oh, I know. And now we get to debate what's going on in the world. And it's just fun to see them develop their own opinions and thoughts and cases, if you will, to debate back with dad. It's really cool. I always tell people, your kids are the best of you and the worst of you. Yeah, my wife says she's a little Alan. And I'm like, I don't think that's a good thing the way you're saying that to me. <laughs> that's okay. 
<laughs> so anyway, what advice would you give your younger self if you're starting this whole journey over again? A couple of things. Be patient. Like you don't know what you don't know. And to stay curious. And I also think, especially for women, that constantly doubting themselves. I'm a woman of color. I think it's really important that you understand in your soul, you kind of got this. It's going to be okay. I'm not a woman. I'm not a woman of color. But that notion of you got this, like, I think everyone struggles with what I call imposter syndrome. Whether am I really the right person for this role or this thing that I'm doing? Well, I think also sometimes women are searching for this perfection. If you know you got this, then you can give up the whole perfection argument, right? Because you're going to get it right. And I think we're all so hard on ourselves, all of us right now. I think there's so much happening in the world, especially after COVID. It's hard to step back and feel good about yourself and realize that life's going to go on. It's been a tough two years. I get it. A couple of questions on marketing and we'll wrap up. But like, are there topics you believe marketers need to be learning more about right now or you're trying to learn more about yourself? Listen, I think it's really important. And one reason we did after parties that you really understand what consumers need. And as consumers evolve and change, make sure that you're changing with them. And that goes to the whole Gen Z and millennials. One of the things I talk about is I think the whole idea of digital transformation is kind of over because digital is how we communicate. It's no longer a transformation. It's about meeting the customer where he or she is. So there's just acceptance and how to make the most of it. I find it interesting when we're like digital transformation. I was like, it is what it is. It's, this is how we communicate. Got to make the most of it. The adoption of that isn't something you can choose at this point. Consumers want immediacy. They want to work from home. They want everything to be easy. Even as it relates to their veterinary care, they want to text. They want information to come to them quickly via text. So I just think marketers have to just understand what the consumers need and how best to give them as quickly as possible. I definitely can see after the effects of COVID, everyone wants everything now and in their home. <laughs> right. And on their phone, you know. On their phone. So it's interesting how we communicate with our pet owners. We do a lot through something called Vet Chat, where you can actually contact us via your phone and through an app and having that virtual care. So amazing, so important during the pandemic. And that's just part of that. How do we continue to serve our customer base? On the personal side, are there brands or companies or causes that you follow you think other people should take notice of? Well, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I just finished all the March Madness. I was addicted, but there were some great spots about women's sports. I think the ad council did them where it was just silence on the screen. And it was basically the point was there's all these great athletes who've had incredible moments and they were not taped or they were not on television because they were women's sports. They're not broadcast. That was amazing. Wow. What a wake up call. We're not having any equity in this space and we're missing these amazing moments. So I thought that was just really well done. And then there's my favorite commercials, I have to actually say. Are those Geico, like, don't become your parents? You've seen those. They make me how that parking lot where he goes, let's not talk about leaving before we actually saw the game. I mean, how many of our parents didn't do that? You know, like, got a park close by. I think they do a really good job with authenticity and making you relatable. And I think that's what good work is when it's relatable. The one that cracks me up every single time is they're in the hardware store and a younger person comes in with blue hair and guys are like just trying to hold it back and then they can't hold it back anymore. And they're like, blue. <laughs> They really have that human element down, right? I'm impressed by it, but it motivates you. Exactly. Well, last question for you. What do you think is the largest opportunity or threat to marketers today? I think your leaders today, you have to stay open-minded. You have to be approachable and you have to have teams that are not only strategic, but teams that are reflective of American society or global society, right? How do you make sure that you have teams that are inclusive? How do you make sure that you're listening to all the different customer bases that support your product? How do you remain curious? There's so much change going on and it's amazing. But I think about sort of the opportunities or threat to marketers, you got to stay curious. You need to have teams that are reflective of the changing American fabric. It's just who America is if you're selling stuff in America. So how do you stay relevant? 
and make sure that you're open-minded to your entire consumer base. And it's exciting. I think most marketers, I'm sure you find they're passionate, right? The people you talk to are passionate. Oh, absolutely. Well, Lisa, this has been fun. I have enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you so much, Alan, for inviting me in the same year. Lots of fun. And thank you for your time. Hi, it's Alan again. Marketing Today was created and produced by me with support from my team and podcast editors, sound engineers, and writers at Share Your Genius. Find them at shareyourgenius.com. If you're new to Marketing Today, please feel free to write us a review on iTunes or your favorite listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe on marketingtodaypodcast.com and tell your friends and colleagues about the show. I love to hear from listeners. You can contact me on marketingtodaypodcast.com. There you will also find complete show notes, links to what was discussed in the episode today, and you can search our archives. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.